You're listening to Selfish the Podcast. This is the place where we make much ado about you. I'm your host, Allie Martin. Thanks for joining me. Once you hear Maisie's story, you will realize she was always meant to be an entrepreneur because she's been practicing this role since she was a child. I think you will find great inspiration from Maisie's journey because even she can't believe some of the most amazing things she's already been able to accomplish. Maisie, I am so excited to be able to talk to you today. Thank you so much for um, joining me. Allie, I'm so excited. This is going to be so fun. (laughs) So first, tell us about yourself. Sure. So I am a designer and illustrator. Um, I have been a designer for over 10 years and an illustrator for about three. Um, I own Maisie Clark LLC, and we are a home goods company out of Louisville, Kentucky, specializing in ceramic serving pieces, kitchen linens, um, things like that, uh, featuring my original illustrations, uh, working primarily with um, museums, boutiques, corporations, uh, really crafting a custom wholesale collection, um, really kind of targeting their needs in terms of, of what they want to sell in their museum shop and their boutique, things like that. Um, and I'm also a freelance illustrator. I do things for publications, um, as well. So Maisie, I know we got to sit down recently and, and you were able to tell me the story of how you have really been selling items your entire life. And that's kind of been in your blood and you really always knew you were going to be doing this. So talk to us about growing up and having that mentality, but then also making that leap and deciding to start your own business. So growing up with, with two older brothers, I was dragged to a lot of sporting events. Um, and these fields sometimes had, uh, had snack bars or things like that, but some didn't. And I would always complain about the the fields that we had to go to that didn't have snack bars. So I think in an effort to, um, to stop my complaining, my, my mom gave me a little bit of seed money and I started a little snack bar that I, uh, that I designed on a little luggage rack that I brought to, to fields that didn't have snack bars. Um, and I created a little snack bar and I had a little booming business uh, selling to, you know, other siblings and parents and families of, of the players and stuff like that. Um, so that was kind of my first business being eight or nine, you know, wheeling and dealing chips and, <laughs> and Cokes. It was so fun. I mean, I had a little cooler. I mean, there was, you know, it was, it was a pretty popular little business. So I think from, you know, and that was over 20 years ago. So I've been uh, wheeling and dealing for, for many years. And then in high school, um, I loved making jewelry and I started selling jewelry to classmates and teachers when I was, uh, in my senior year, um, of high school. And something that was kind of fun too, is that, that they were, they were popular enough. And I walked down from, um, walked down the street from my parents' house and started trying to get wholesale accounts at 17 and 18. And, and I think that that was, you know, between my little snack bar enterprise and, and the jewelry making 
really kind of laid a great foundation for, you know, having that attitude of an entrepreneur where you kind of just have to put yourself out there and you, you you know, you kind of need to go into stores and and ask questions and see if someone wants to carry your line. Um, So yeah, so I've been an entrepreneur for, for years, years and years. And so that has really led, um, you know, develop, I developed that confidence, that sort of selling confidence early on. Um, and, you know, never, never was afraid to, to hear no and, um, kind of pivot and see where, where the next, uh, next road would take. Well, I love that you saw opportunity in, in these different areas and you just kind of said, well, why isn't someone doing this? And so you did it. And, um, so I love that about it. Um, you've gone on to develop some really big name partnerships. Can you talk to us about those and, and share with us maybe one of your favorites? Yeah, absolutely. Well, partnerships are sort of the name of the game. We love working with, like I said, museums, corporations, and really, you know, developing a relationship with these businesses and identify where, where they're lacking. Maybe it's a a product that they would love to sell in their museum shop. Maybe it's a a board gift for a corporation that they, you know, they don't want to use the same old, same old. They really want to develop a beautiful, um, high quality product that they're proud of. So we work with a lot of museums and, and I don't want to pick favorites, but if I had to, um, (laughs) I think this year, which was such a cool um, partnership to land, was and being from the Washington D.C. area, we started working with the Library of Congress, which was such a huge. Wow. I mean, it was, you know, it's funny when we first uh, were first talking to them. I was trying, you know, I was confirming like, you're the real library of Congress, right? Like you're not, you know, the, <laughs> not a fake one the, or a, a, yeah, a B yeah, street one the, down, the, yeah, down the road. Ex- exactly. Not the Spokane branch of the library of Congress. <laughs> and, and that has been, that has been such a cool, fun project and something that was uh, really was such a delight to hear is that they had a staff event at the store and the librarian of Congress came and she purchased a piece, um, like the full suite of the, of the collection. Um, so that's such a cool, you know, that is such a neat thing for, for me to think about that, that the pieces that. that we create are just in people's homes and they love them and they're, um, they're excited about the artwork that's on them and, and using a good, high-quality product. I love that. So talk to us about starting your own business. Where, When did you feel like, okay, I know I'm supposed to be doing this. I'm doing what I'm meant to be. When did that really click or hit? I think that that's a really that's a really interesting question. So I started, I started the business in 2016 and I was working primarily on custom artwork. So custom illustrations that I would illustrate people's homes, um, sort of a one-off project. So there wasn't any wholesale element to that. Um, And that was in 2016. And I was running the business on nights and weekends, working a very demanding day job Um, 
And I think that really it hit home that this is what I'm supposed to be doing is that when, you know, after weeks of working 12 to 14 hours in an office, that I would come home, take a 20 minute break and then get back to work and work till one or two in the morning and get up and do the whole thing over again. So this is something that if I was going to dedicate the crazy hours that, that that I was putting in and still loving it, I think that that was, you know, there, obviously there were some long nights where I didn't really love would not be the first uh, word to bring up, but overall, I mean, this was even all after all those hours, it was, yeah, this is exactly what I'm supposed to be doing. And, and really after showing up and, and developing new artwork and uh, new products after two years of really putting in the work day in, day out, that was when clients that I really, really admired started reaching out. And that was the coolest part is that I'd get an Instagram message or an email from, from the website about an inquiry. And it was really after putting in that day-to-day, you know, nose to the grindstone for two years that people started to notice and people started to understand what kind of work I wanted to do and what kind of work I could do for them. I feel like that's so important to note because I think so many people when they start a business expect, you know, maybe a month or two, but they really do anticipate having an immediate demand and it takes time. So I think that's important that you pointed that out. Yeah. I mean, it, it really was probably a full two years. And of course, when you start a business, you're really excited and you want to share with everyone what you're doing. And you have to prepare yourself for people saying, oh, that's nice. And not following up, not mm-hmm, giving, mm-hmm. You know, they're going to engage with you and say, oh, well, let me bring you on and, and you can, you know, do, you know, this huge project. You got to sort of start small and, um, and uh, be excited for what, what you get in the beginning. Mm-hmm. So talk to us about the hard parts of owning your own business. Oh, dear. Um, there are so many hard parts, but I think the most important or the most, the hardest part for me is that I'm a big idea person. I am not a detail oriented person. I'm the big ideas. Um, and my problem is really harnessing those ideas and making them into actionable, uh, projects. So I, I want to do everything. I want to do all of the wholesale lines. I want to work with all the museums. And when it comes down to it, it's really about prioritizing, those dreams and those ideas. Um, it's, it's been, it's been a struggle to really, you know, write down all of those dreams, those big ideas and figure out what I can do now and what maybe needs to be built on in a couple years or a couple of months. Um, and really just rather than running around like a chicken with its head cut off, really prioritize and create an actionable plan, which is a struggle for me. I, you know, I love 
dreaming big and I love creating new collections and new artwork, but I can't, I can't sit around and, and do that all day. I need to, you know, make some sales and, and get it in front of people. So I think that for me, it's just, I can do anything. I just can't do everything. Mm, love that. Yeah, that's something that I always, I kind of have to, to tell myself over and over when I, when I'm lying in bed and I have four more ideas that I thought of before I wake up and um, I can do anything. I really can. It's just prioritizing and figuring out when I'm going to be able to accomplish everything. So obviously you wouldn't be doing this if you didn't love it. So what's the most enjoyable part? I, I really am. I'm a people person. I love hearing from clients, from customers and how, they're using the piece. I the thing that gives me so much pleasure is receiving a an image or a quick note via email or text about how someone's enjoying their piece or or a framed uh, have framed watercolor and how they're enjoying it in their home. That is really the best part because I think so many times for entrepreneurs especially in sort of a product-based business, you keep cranking out products and you keep putting things out there to the marketplace. And you just, you feel like sometimes, is anyone, does anyone even listen? Does anyone even care? But when you get those, when you get those notes from clients and and customers, it's, it is so great. And it's so, it's so um, gratifying and also just a little bit validating too. Like, you know, people really do love this stuff and, and love, love what you know love the artwork and and love the pieces so that is absolutely the best part of it I think it's easy to forget that you know you are at home working and producing these pieces and you need validation too you need that reassurance that we love what you're doing and putting out into the marketplace so um, I can definitely see that yeah. And, and it's, it's validation in sort of the best of ways. It's, it's that you've built this audience that really is excited and, and supportive of what you do. And um, yeah, they're excited to see what you come out with next just because they want to add it to their collection. And mm-hmm. it's, it's the best kind of pressure I've ever experienced. So what other areas do you want to expand into talk going back to your big ideas? What, you know, what are you laying in bed dreaming up? You know, maybe it's not this year, maybe it's not next year, but where do you see this business growing? Something that through this business, what I've enjoyed the most is combining useful products, you know, plates, platters, kitchen dish towels, and combining that with the decoration that is my illustration. So, so taking a step further, I would love to just to expand into all types of things where I can apply my illustrations. I would love to do a fabric line. I would love to do a wallpaper. I'd love to do illustrations for a cookbook. Like there are all these things that, you know, I have on my vision board and I just want to put out, you know, just, yeah, yeah, just so where it, you know, ways that my illustrations can really come to life and in usable in, um, you know, just different applications where people can, 
can use them and enjoy them. Um, so yeah, so anywhere, like any three-dimensional object that isn't moving, I want to put illustrations on it. <laughs> well, I have no doubt that you can achieve that. Um, so switching a little bit to more of Maisie personally. Yeah. What are your favorite ways to be selfish? So that, that is that is always a room for improvement for me, but on a big picture um, way to be selfish is I love to travel. I'm originally from DC. I've had the, the privilege to be able to see uh, a lot of different cities and countries and things like that. So every year I try to make time for a big trip. Um, and this year is probably the biggest trip that I've had in a while. I'm um, heading to South Africa for almost two weeks in June. Yeah. So so I'm just so excited and I'm just, I'm so, so excited. I mean, it's something that, you know, again, being a product-based business, it's, I'm a little bit constricted in terms of um, how much time I can be away from the studio, but this, this is a, a, sort of a once in a lifetime trip. And I'm just, I'm so, so excited to be able to turn off email and the phone and just really experience a new part of the world. Um, And I know that, I know that that inspiration and kind of that time away is going to really enhance, enhance the business side too, but really just, I don't do a great job day to day of unplugging. And this is really sort of you know, it's a, it's a time where I can really unplug and just soak up being in the world and not necessarily, you know, worried about work and, um, and clients and stuff like that. So that, and also too, on just sort of a day-to-day, uh, day-to-day basis, I love getting out and walking my dog and, and seeing the neighborhood and interacting with people. Cause I do work by myself a lot of the day. So you know, taking that 45 minutes to an hour to just walk outside and not bring my phone. No one can get me just for a little bit, a little bit of the day, um, just to be outside, even though if it's cold or rainy or gross, I'm outside. I, I am thinking of all the inspiration you are going to find on your trip. Like I can totally see like you coming back and having a whole new line of, of safari. I know, like safari or <laughs> like any like architecture in Johannesburg. Yes. I mean, I'm just, I'm so excited. And I think that the best part of me when I go and, you know, look for inspiration, I really am, I'm pretty focused and, and looking for a specific idea. But I think on, for every time that, you're going out and and looking after or looking for inspiration. You have to have that time where you just kind of you're zoned out. You're not really looking for a specific idea. And that's when you can kind of quiet your mind and the real big ideas, those what that's when they come up is when you're you're not going after inspiration. You're just you're in the world and you're experiencing it and and something something'll come over and and hit you on the head, but um, you're not really looking for it. Yeah, that's, I'm really excited to hear how that goes. I am too, I'm too. Is there anything you wish you could be doing more? When I tell people that I'm an illustrator, they, uh, 
they immediately asked me, oh, so you just sit around all day and draw. And I wish I someday <laughs> when, when things are more streamlined and things are, you know, running maybe a little bit less under my watch, um, I would love to just be sitting and drawing and, and creating more. I think that I love the business side of, of my business. You know, I, I love the marketing. I love brainstorming. I love connecting with clients, but at the root of it, I just want to sit around and draw. Um, and you know, that could be sitting with a, pen and and notebook in a space and just kind of drawing architecturally or doodling or, you know, out in the park. Um, So yeah, just creating more and not answering emails. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Just creating new artwork and, and, you know, crafting those big ideas. What is next for Maisie? Oh my gosh, so much. So after I returned from South Africa full of inspiration, I am launching a sister brand to Maisie Clark LLC. And it's going to be focused more rather than the wholesale side. It's going to be focused more on the customer side. Um, We're going to be launching several new lines that'll have a personalization aspect. So you'll be able to get all of our great products, but you'll be able to get them custom for you. So stay tuned about that. Uh, And then also too, I'm just, you know, I'm always looking for ways that this company can give back to, to the community. So that's something that's definitely, you know, brewing in, in the, in the cauldron of ideas is, is just how we can be, become a great part of this community, both Louisville and just, you know, an entrepreneur community. Um, so that's always something that's at the forefront, um, for me. I am so excited for both of those things. And I have just been amazed by what you've been able to accomplish. And, um, I have no doubt that you are going to, uh, just be so successful and, um, I'm excited to see what's to come. So thank you so much for talking with me today. Thank you, Allie. This has been so fun. You've been listening to Selfish. You can find show notes on SelfishThePodcast.com. If you like what you hear, please tell a friend about Selfish and make sure you subscribe wherever you get your podcasts.